Alrighty, Pints of Popcorn podcast coming at you with Love and Basketball today. Uh, our first film we've done on the podcast that was one that neither of us had seen until we uh, decided to do it for the podcast, which was inspired by one of our favorite listeners, uh, Andrea, my wife, uh, suggesting it for us as part of our um, female female filmmakers and um, just uh, our focus for the month of August, which has turned into September, obviously, with the release of this one with um, some things that went on. So, yeah, but just a spoiler warning. If you haven't seen it, go watch it and come back and listen to our pod. I took that polywog down to Pints of Popcorn. Cheap date. Can I play? Alright, you and Kelvin. Against me and Jamal. Oh man! He's a girl! Girls can't play no ball! Ball better than you. I'm gonna be the first girl in the NBA. No, I'm gonna be in the NBA. You're gonna be my chillin'. They play the same game. If you don't start a bad attitude, cut it for five. No one's gonna recruit you. I'm a ball player. With a jacked up attitude. They share the same dream. You'd love for him to play USC like you did, right? No, I'd love for him to get a good education. I don't know why I keep hoping you'll grow out of this tomboy thing. I won't. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> That's not funny. Damn. You don't look half bad. You either. How about a little one-on-one? And what are we playing for? I score, you strip. Take it off, take it off. Oh, strip. All fair in love and basketball, baby. There's only one way to be successful at anything, and that is to give everything. Coach has us on 11 o'clock curfew. I can stay a few more minutes. I'm sweating. I'm sorry. I don't have it easy like you are, right? There's no red carpet laid out for me. And ain't no way some soft freshman is taking my spot. Uh, Monica, hustle up, move it! You forgot to be there. If I stayed, I wouldn't be starting. Well, at least you got your priorities straight. Look, I'm entering a draft. I'm going pro. So that's it. Just forget about you and me. New Line Cinema presents a story about the passion it takes. I never knew anyone loved ball as much as you. To keep your dreams alive. I've loved you since I was 11, and it just won't go away. This spring. I'll play you one game, one-on-one. For what? Your heart. All's fair in love and basketball. Alrighty, pints of Red Bull and Dunkin' Donuts cold brew and popcorn back at you for another week. Yeah, uh, we've had a, it's been a couple of weeks off. I guess we took there was a bit of a break that wasn't really intended, but is what it is. Um, a mental health break for all this stuff that's yeah. going on, uh, the world. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty is a is a motherfucker. Uh, but we're back today. It's almost over. Yeah, <laughs> is it? I feel like there's another two years left in twenty twenty. Yeah, and I also just feel like 2021 is going to be a nightmare too, regardless of what happens in November. But. Yeah, well, we're probably heading towards the um, the real financial impacts of, of everything of this year rolling into 2021. No, I'm not. I'm no economist, but honestly, like, we're fucking, we've all lived through. Um, a, I'm not an economist. All my money is tied up in Lego's futures. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> I, look, that's not a bad investment because Lego. <laughs> I, actually, Lego's in. I'm not getting into that here. This is a movie about um, 
movies. This is a podcast about movies. There are many Lego sets dedicated to movies. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not the one we're doing today. Yeah, although you know, a one a, a little basketball court set with a one on one between uh, Monica Quincy would be as it would be a set I would buy. But uh, they don't do adult Legos really, though. So the sports bra thing would be maybe an it would issue. Just be, it would just be. It wouldn't be the strip game. <laughs> It would just be the one. Well, then what's the point of it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're doing Love and Basketball today, which is the um, 2000 film from... Um, sorry, I'm just blanking already because it, I'm just... I have allergies that are fucking me up right now, so my head is cloudy. But uh, China Prince uh, Beathwood, I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, but her, her uh, debut film as well, which we've done all... Uh, this again is not deliberate. We've done three films um, from female filmmakers as as part of our August, even though it's now September, but our August mission to um, shine a light on some female uh, creators um, in front and behind the camera. But this one is another directorial debut, so that's three movies that we've all hit the de- the debut of, a, and it just shows that um, how powerful these debuts were. Um, I know you've got some that, and how hard it is for good direct female directors to get you know, notoriety in the business, especially back um, in 2000. Like, yeah, this was her debut. Yeah. But and then the, the last the, couple of films we've done were ones in the last, you know, Babadook was 2014, Booksmart was just last year. Feels, yeah. Again, feels like three years ago with 2020. But yeah, um, <laughs> this, you yeah. Know, this, is, um, this is like a film that came out in the year 2000. So it was being developed in the mid 90s. I think she wrote the screenplay and um, took uh, had shopped it around for a while because it was really hard to get it going because... Um, and one of the things that she said was a problem was a lot of the f- 90s films that were um, in the like the African-American films were highlighting certain things in like, you know, boy, Boys in the Hood and th- those kind of films were about the uh, violence. And that Friday. And, yeah. And different things. And there was no films. She basically said a lot of people said this movie was too soft because it didn't hit any of those notes. And that's a very I, I can imagine there was probably a lot of white guys in the room saying those things. <laughs> Um, it they, it's they a bit look, soft. But it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's it, yeah. But sports the, movies are soft, though. That's what like yeah. And that's the, what makes them marketable. Yeah, but the people were like when they when she was coming around with the screenplay. I guess whether it was um a no, you know again, a lot of Hollywood studios are still very still very white male dominated, and they were looking for something different, especially from, back then. from that, that. Yeah. So, um, but she pushed and pushed, and um, Spike Lee's uh, Forty Acres and a Mule. Um, Produce, produce production company came in and um and he just came off of doing he got game and all that and um and came in and got it done so it's it's a really she fought for this one which is really cool um it's yeah we talk about a lot of films that people write and direct that uh, uh, really have their their stamp on them and you can tell that this one was made with a lot a lot of a lot of love um with the basketball <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's soft now in retrospect, but like in 2000, this movie like probably hit harder than a lot of sports films back then. It's just over the past two decades, sports movies have evolved beyond, you know, kind of the feel good story, I guess there's been, I mean, they could have made this movie darker, um, from a lot of different standpoints, but, uh, and I think we talked off air, but I think it would be made a lot differently now because even, 20 years ago the the female lead of the film it kind of does take a back seat and kind of i don't know it gets portrayed as not like the villain necessarily but not the good guy either whereas 
Yes, yeah, yeah. Omar kind of treated like I don't know. Yeah, I see. that was my takeaway. Today. I guess uh, yeah, I was annoyed I, by Omar. I I, read, <laughs> I see. I read it completely differently. I don't think she. I think. I guess I went into it having read a bit of like. I don't know if I already had a preconceived idea of what it was about. Um, I just took it as as a very real human story about what um, what happens when and and it's very does do a lot like well, I mean the main like she she actually set out to what she Gina said she set out to do was write a write a, a black Harry when Harry met Sally so she wanted to write a romance film and threw the sports into it so it's her first plan is to write a romance film which I think she did well um, it's yeah. definitely a romance because um, I it's not a rom com either it's like a it's like it's not a drama really even though it is I don't even know what to categorize it as and that's a good thing. Wikipedia but, says romantic sports drama, so there you go. <laughs> and that's that's, that's <laughs> it. like some film, like, and that's we we gotta not like sit there and think we need to put it in a box because some films can have some drama without hitting the dramatic heights that because you know I don't want to watch The English Patient all the fucking time. Like I don't want to be purely. Different. I don't want to watch it ever. To be honest <laughs> with you, <laughs> um, you know, and the romance. You know, you can have romance, but you don't want to watch it like it's a Daniel Steele. You know taken from a novel yeah. one and you know sports doesn't have to be heavy on the, like this movie i think and we'll get to that after i think did a great job some of the sports stuff was actually really cool because it never they never hit those like the winning shot stuff or like you know the the that charge fouls where the the offensive fouls were the highlight of the you know the kind of hey, serrano sport, is the ref. yeah is the sport the sports <laughs> The sports uh, dream moment was that, and then the rest of the sports stuff was really kind of the gritty in the gym stuff, was re- which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those films that kind of floats into a few different boxes without having it. it's its own kind of thing, which I I respect. Yeah, it's definitely hard to classify. I would say because there is no like, I guess it is just like a romantic drama because. At no point, it always feels tense, I guess, Yeah. Um, during it. There's always some tension, whether it's between the two main characters or Nicole and his dad um, or even him and his mom. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's McCall, right? Yeah, yeah Quincy McCall, yeah. Quincy. Fam- famously the son of Zeke McCall, who um, played for the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude. The All-State guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess his I guess his uh, shitty ass scouting job didn't go so well because he's now at Allstate. So <laughs> <laughs> he probably makes God damn it. There's, um, there's a train of thought coming. <laughs> the recruiting train led him both USC. Um, yeah, there's just like some unrealistic moments sports wise, but I think like. We, you and I, like, would break those down as, like, people who are, like, super into sports, but, mm. like, from a math standpoint, like, for a sports film, I don't think they're that big of a deal. But, like, if she's getting recruited by SC, even if it's late, she, if she's getting recruited to a D1 school, and maybe it is because women's basketball back in the 80s wasn't what it is now, but if she's getting an offer from USC, then she's yeah. getting offers from several D2 local area colleges. Type yeah, places. there was a few things like that, that and, and it was definitely done for the drama of the film, and I think that was very... I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure if you asked Gina, she'd be like, yeah, that's just... We can get into that yeah, later, yeah. post-break, break yeah. down, pick some nits. Yeah, um, but I guess the, the first thing I really respect in this movie, and I think it's a really... 
great thing for female films to have and a film like this to have is that the uh, the female female protagonist never you know uh, Monica Wright obviously she stuck by a gun. it was a very much a film that said um, no matter what you what you want to do you know you stick to that and believe in yourself and and you know because bet on yourself yeah early in the film when uh, like it's really um, it's really kind of one of those sweet kind of moments of like you know when they when they are the eleven year old versions of them the characters are um, you're going to be my girl? Okay, let's go over there and kiss. Like, all that kind of stuff. Not that I ever, unfortunately, I was I was very, I was not a popular kid, so I never, I never could walk up to a girl <laughs> and say, will you be my girl? Because I'd probably just get hit. But, um. I had a girlfriend in fifth grade, so that's like 11, right? Yeah, uh, it's around that. So, yeah, you were a cool kid. That's fine. Um, we pecked. <laughs> um, well, she, so Gina said that she actually, the, the person that she kissed at that age did the count, the, five second countdown thing too which was kind of kind of cool that was like it's one of those one of those little unique like you know i was watching it going oh he's doing a countdown as well that's kind of cute so like and it was just something from yeah because you're like still kind of grossed out by it all when you're 11 it's yeah. not like you're in puberty yet like you just yeah you just think that's what you gotta do but then they then they wrestle and fight because she's just like i, I can because they're 11 and and, and, <laughs> they're and, she's, like, and, and she's he's also like and there's a dark, I guess you could say there's a dark side to the to the writing of it because he's just like, no, this is what my my dad drives my mom around. It's like that that generational like you know patriarchy kind of stuff that comes down. That yeah. Just you do what you 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 learn to do, and it's always been the guy doing the doing the work. Like, well, your dad does a lot of stuff, Quincy, that you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll find out later, later, kid. But she, she, she's just like, I want to ride my own bike, and then it's like, okay. Are you? <laughs> Fuck you! I'm not gonna be your girl. Oh, I don't say fuck you, but that's and that's where the cute nicknames come from. Your dad too. plays for the worst team. That's a fuck you. So well, I, <laughs> that's the worst. No, the, what was it? The last time they were good, Doctor J was a nurse. Ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're 11. You're coming out with that? Yeah, you're definitely making it to the WNBA because yeah. you got. Yeah. Hey, she plays. She's a ball player. Yeah. She says that. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't mean the movie stay even before that when it starts with that um that little that two-on-two game that she rolls into as the new neighbor and gets the scar that kind of sticks with her the rest of the movie um yeah she fucking brutal yeah it's a a brutal scar yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's still that noticeable like seven years later but yeah just oh man i enjoy this movie but just the pacing of it makes no sense to me but again we can get to that later yeah it's like even like in that scene where she like like, wouldn't it have been better if she, like, played the whole time and then, like, beat him and then took off the hat? Or is that too tropey? I don't know. That, that to me, would be too tropey. Like, she's, she, like, you would take, like... Or, like, her gets her hat knocked off midway through the game, maybe. I don't know. Again, a little tropey. Like, why even have her in a hat in the first place? Oh, because she's probably wearing to keep the, keep, I mean, I've... I can imagine she's wearing a hat as she's wandering around and she comes across a basketball game and says, I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to take off my hat because I don't want to wear a hat while I'm playing basketball. Like, Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I mean, you could have you done it any different way, but then you would have been getting even more dramatic about it, which um, I think there is moments that like, hits towards going overboard in the drama, but I think she toes the line pretty well for me throughout the film. But um, again, it's a film that um, people have different views on because of... Yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like they rushed some stuff, whereas some scenes went on too long, where they could have, like... Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. Like, I, I really enjoyed the film. Um, I, I texted you last night and said I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Not that I didn't think I would enjoy it. It's just, um, I don't think I mentioned at the front end of the pod. This was um, Andrea wanted us to do this one. This was our, no, our yeah number one fans um, pick for the pod, uh, and I was really glad she did because <laughs> there's not a movie. And I said to you in text last night, it's not a movie I'd really, he- I'd heard of it, and that's about it because I grew up in rural South Australia where. Um, I said some things about it to you off off air last night through yeah. text, but yeah, not a place that um, a film like this would really be popping. So, um, yeah, I was already super into baseball and like knew I wasn't going to be good at basketball, so basketball movies didn't do much for me. And there are just so many like, there are so many baseball movies. Yeah, like compared to basketball movies, like I didn't even see Hoosiers until like I was probably thirteen, mm-hmm. which is thought of as the basketball movie even though it's i don't know hoosiers isn't that good in my opinion but yeah i saw it as an adult and was like not i guess because it got hyped so much maybe as i had un- unrealistic expectations but very very white <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah semi-pro over hoosiers all day that's semi-pro might be the best basketball movie <laughs> of all time so uh, <laughs> but yeah i I really like. I really enjoyed watching this one, and just um, and like I said, I think because I wasn't sure exactly where, <laughs> um, what was you know when when you just hear a title "Love and Basketball," it's like what kind of film am I going into? Because you knew it was going to have some romance, and and how is the basketball going to be part of that? And I I really enjoyed the fact that they really made it kind of like it is it is that that push and pull you have as, as you grow, both of like, these people, the two are growing up throughout this film as well. Like the first, as far as the pacing, I do agree at some points they slow down and it speeds up and you're not, but overall the film, I think gets across its point, but yeah, the, um, the fact that we do get to grow with, like you forget, um, that's at times in this movie where we're, we're seeing these kids, they're like, you know, finishing high school at 17 and they're a freshman at college at 18. And then, and then we're at the end of the movie, they're, you know, early to mid twenties, I guess. Um, and then right at the end of the movie, maybe late twenties, when she's stepping out in the for the sparks with the um, loving husband on the with the kid on the yeah. sidelines. Um, but yeah, it 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 shows what we kind of to me there was a lot of realness to the to the issues that they face in in both dealing with each other. Um, fuck off, Siri. Um, dealing with each other and uh, and learning learning how to understand each other. It's like you know they talk about love languages, you know, with couples and stuff. Uh, learning how people love and show affection and receive it as well is a big part of growing up as a re- in relationships. And these two do have those moments where they don't know exactly how to deal with each other. And and the way the film shows it is kind of in a, they, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't force it down your throat. It's just kind of like he, you know, he starts acting out when he's having some some. And they're not issues, nothing to do with her. It's just he's having issues with his family life, the family that he saw in his head because he, he looked up to his father so much. And it was very obvious what was going on throughout the film as the viewer. And as, again, it was quite, kind of well done by the director to just show the arguments and the little insinuation that he's going to the office late and all that stuff. It was never forced down your throat again. It was just what this guy's doing. And then, you know, but Quincy just sees his dad as he's not going to believe that stuff until the evidence is completely shown to him. But... Yeah, he's going down that dark path where he's realizing his family isn't what he thinks it is, and and they have that moment um, where she has curfew and she's trying to be there for him, but she's also trying to be the professor because 
she says it. It's like my road is way harder than yours because I'm a female. And uh, and there's the underlying theme of the movie is a lot about how hard it is for a female in the, the ostensibly the same world. They're both just trying to play basketball. They're both talented. But he's the son of a former pro, which uh, helps as well. But he's got talent, and you got ten thousand fans showing up to a game. It's very easy. When you've got talent, but you're playing in a smaller gymnasium, and you got a coach riding your ass, and you and you're just I like that they did, did that. Yeah, that I, showed like basketball in the eighties, um, like women's the basketball 90s. in the eighties. But like, well, in college they went at eighty-eight, right? Was it eighty-eight? Was it? Fuck. Because yeah, it right, starts yeah. in eighty-one. That's right. No, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, my bad. It went into the early nineties, yeah. but like, I liked how they showed that that like, even like back then, like women weren't allowed to play on like the court of the men yeah like that's how women that's how far women's basketball has come in 30 years you know it's like they weren't even like they were playing in US, uh, usc's practice gym for their yeah. home games you know against louisiana tech who back then was like one of the best they were like a dynasty back then mm-hmm. uh randomly actually it might have been like louisiana tech was one of the first uh programs to have a women's basketball team and kind of whatever this is way off topic no but, like, uh, i like i don't know much of the like that kind of history is a, a, a like baylor's there. coach went there, like yeah the baylor bears coach went there like back when they were really good like when i like when we were kids like 10 or younger it was always like louisiana tech versus tennessee mm-hmm. so that's kind of weird and they always wore those shirts shirt jerseys i remember that yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it was kind of cool that they showed that, too. There was a lot of little moments in it that, like, was fun showing, like, the culture of basketball, I guess. Like, his two roommates playing the Nintendo shitty Sega basketball. Or, (laughs) I just said Nintendo, but, yeah, them playing that basketball game. That's just so awful. And they're, like, into it as much as we would be playing 2K. Yeah. That was a cool moment. But, um, yeah. Them, like, just showing the different paths that they had to take was, yeah, it's groundbreaking for 2000, I think. Yeah, especially because they, they, they're kind of saying, um, I mean, what she's saying is that there is a lot of, in, and, it, and it's still obviously, it's something that the reason we're doing this uh, for August and making a focus on female creators is that it, it is so much harder um, for the same, everyone's just trying to work in the same world because they're, female it's just it's just hard, harder work because there's there's not as much investment in it which again isn't that it's just, that's males not putting their money into it um and helping out and then helping females get in to be able to put their money into it because the, the world is a you know it's just a, it's just an entire structural issue throughout the world not just in basketball but it's one of those many things that suffers from it and um but and so that scene where they're kind of battling, well, I mean, not battling, but they're just sitting there and he's struggling with what he's de- dealing with. And so he's not, she's trying to be there for him, but also is stressed about what she's got to deal with because she knows that, she unfortunately knows, and he's not never going to un- understand it, um, even if he says he try, tries to or does. And, may, like you know, at the end of the film when they're married and whatnot, he probably does get watched because they've, gone through all that and he's going to know what she went through but at that at that moment he's not going to know and he's he's dealing with his own shit and he's not going to know that because he thinks he can just you know have this meant you know this little bit of a breakdown and deal with this shit and still go back and play basketball because that's everything's laid out for him no matter what 
she knows if she breaks curfew and doesn't get to suit up when she's finally got the starting job as well, that that may be her last chance. Like that's it. So and he's so there's like, but she also she also gets that he's probably in a moment where he really needs someone to be, just be there and. She and, invites him to her dorm room. Yeah, am I like I man? I am not sympathetic to Q at all in this film. I <laughs> he's just a dick. Like I think he's a dick. I think he grows throughout yeah. the film. Mm-hmm. But I think when he's younger, I don't find him sympathetic at all. Basically, it boils down to, like, her lusting, not lusting, like, she's actually in love with him, which, mm-hmm. but you can still say lusting after when you're in love. It's like she's lusting after him. I just think it would be done completely differently today because I think she was painted, I, I don't think she was painted powerful enough, honestly. Yeah. Um, I guess I, don't, I yeah, and I, I just I I see it a little bit differently, but that's that's why we do this podcast is like the way people view films is um is interesting, um yeah I I get that like he he's he's a typical like uh, you 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 taught this phrase to me when I was in America like the big man on campus both in high school yeah and, and a bit in college as well like when he was starring um and so but I think I think the moments I think that's what he's battling with at times is like the moments where he's he does love her as well. Obviously, I think it's it's quite obvious uh, that his character, even if you know the flaws of um, him having to you know, deal with the, um, the the groupies at college and and high school as well and whatever else, you know, he's he enjoys that attention as well, and that's just part of that life, I guess. And what his mum was always trying trying to warn him against because of what she um, thought his dad was doing. But I think she's painted strong enough. I think it's that's part of it is that. I mean, she can't like she's tr- she's going with what she's doing, but also loving him, and that's like that's okay to do both as well. It's just it's it also shows the struggles of trying to do that. Um, that you know that, that it's a it's a hard it's a hard thing to balance love and basketball. Yeah, <laughs> so, I just feel like yeah. yeah, I feel like she cares more about or about him, or he's like more important to her than she is to him throughout it, and I don't like that. Yeah, and, and like maybe at the end, like that finally comes around, but like it's really off putting because it's a long movie. It's yeah, over two it's hours a, long. It's, a two hour, so it's really off putting for a long like like she even says like when they're breaking up, she's like, "Tell me what I did wrong and what I can do to like make it better." And it's like you did nothing wrong. This dude yeah. just took a lovely young lady <laughs> to not use his word to Burger King, like yeah. because. You didn't like just because you invited him to a dorm and he said he doesn't want to see anybody. It's like you're in a goddamn dorm room. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like and it, and yeah, man. But that also shows that like his dad might have taught him all that stuff, but didn't really teach him how to be a man in the right ways. Yeah, I like so maybe that yeah. So maybe it's done on purpose. I I would, I would say that is a character thing because that's a that's just a that's a toxic guy thing to do is to use because he knows he has toxic masculinity yeah, in he, him for he, sure. He knows that she's got that jealousy to uh the girls looking at him on campus because it's it's being brought up explicitly when he's just like when she says you, you see me right here like when they're walking around and it's yeah. all fun at that time so i think that's a deliberate thing to show kind of like and yeah i don't, I don't see quincy as like like out like a pure dick because of it i just see it as part of his character flaws that they're trying that this movie's trying to deal with in in how this dynamic works through these years of the film and and gets to the point that they can be together finally at the end of the film that yeah he's got to he's got to work out how to deal with that and then and then also you know work out how to deal with their issues because that's what that's what ends up causing them to break up is he wouldn't 
he tried to make her lo- love him more, even though she didn't need to, by because he thought he needed more in that moment. Um, which you know he needed selfish more. dude, selfish yeah. young guy. But yeah. he was he's a selfish dude, and most eighteen year olds are. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing we're so. forgetting. These characters are quite young, and and he's and he's again he's had it all come to him all his life up to that eighteen year old point. He was the son son of a uh, son of a star of the worst team in the league, but still the son of a star. Yeah, um, yeah he has a really car yeah. when they, like when they're driving home from the basketball game. So yeah, like star of the high school team, like and gone straight and gone on to USC for and chosen USC out of all of his office, offers. So he hasn't had to take it like she did. Um, he's had it. Cho- he he could have gone to fucking Princeton. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're not gonna win the championship though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um. Yeah, there's like, it's just a di- it's, it's a really fascinating dynamic they presented us with um, how and these two people have to figure out how to how to understand each other through that and love each other and and yeah, that leads into breaking up um, for a bit there, which was a really interesting part of the movie. I thought I wasn't exact like it shows. It's a cold breakup yeah. for sure. Very very childish, which is on his part again. What happens in college sometimes. Um, I, yeah, I guess I'm not, not sure if I'm jumping ahead of a thought I had or not, but we'll, we'll go, we'll come back to it. Um, the, uh, I really enjoyed how it kind of showed how the careers go. Oh, well, actually, let's just talk about, I want to talk about the, um, the college stuff first. Um, particularly her, like I, like, cause we don't see Tim, Quincy's just the college star. Like they show a bit of his game stuff and, but her journey and this movie is her movie. Like there's more, of, more of her journey in there. Um, the, the college career of her, like her having to work her way through the, um, the, the grinding that her coach gives her and her thinking that the coach is writing. Her and out. the other point guard. Yeah. Um, who is not a nice person. Yeah. At first, <laughs> again, one that grows up eventually. Um, but yeah, when she's playing for Fiorentina or whoever <laughs> she was playing for. I think um, it was Parma or something on the on the. It was Parma. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was an Italian team, but like even at the the party, she like throws shade at her for like, oh, don't let a freshman take your job. It's like that was uh, that wasn't shade. That was more like she was just she was just giving her advice. It was just like you know. The, I, nah. I, because yeah. she, because she's she's admitting that yeah the freshman took my job because I got injured and the freshman is good enough to take over. That was one of my nip. Well, I'm just gonna bring it up now. Um, they were talking <laughs> about how uh, she was just like, isn't Sidra's ankle gonna be right for the next game? And they were like, yeah, yeah, you um, wouldn't say that. Yeah. No, the coach said the coach said that. No, she said that to the coach, and then she was like, the coach is like, do you want the starting job or not? And she's like, well, yeah. Then they go to the party, and Sidra's still on crutches. She ain't still on crutches if she her ankles might. That's be a good for point. The next game. But that, to me, I, straight away, I was like, I've watched enough movies to know that's dramatic effect to show that she's still injured and she's on crutches and she's down in the dump. Like, so I was just like, yeah, she wasn't playing the next game anyway. <laughs> I also just think that, like, she wouldn't have said, like, she wouldn't be worried about Sidra in that moment. And she's like, I'm going to start you the next game. Like, knowing athletes, she would be like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, let's go. No, I, think like- she, I think she was just like, thinking through the moment like she was just like i'm not the starter like isn't sidra gonna be fine like i don't think as soon as she was just like as soon as the coach said yeah 
but you've got the job anyway. She was like, uh, like you could see a tick over in her brain. Oh, she's saying I'm the starter over yeah. her, not just by default, but that I'm actually the starter. I think she just had to think through the, because she, they showed it very well that she thought the coach was writing her because she didn't like her. And there was that, there was that trash at Sidra. There was a legitimately very mean moment where she told her that she was just the, the, this, you know, sloppy seconds um, to the, the original one that, that, the, <laughs> that fell pregnant apparently. Um, so she couldn't get recruited to USC. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think that all of that journey of her through college, which I, I really I like some of my favorite basketball scenes in this entire movie is the training um, with USC with the, the, the women of Troy there is um, some really great, like when she shows up for that shot, which is great. Pull, pulling up from three, <laughs> pulling up from three. On a yeah, that's what, is, yeah, that was before. That's, that's like, you know, <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe Steph Curry was watching this movie and was like, I'm going to bring that in when I'm in the league in 14 yeah, years. Because like, that was, didn't happen back in the day. Yeah. Um, just Bill Simmons talks about it in his podcast a lot. He's like 10, so even 10 years ago, you're going to get shot if you do that. But <laughs> she was, yeah. And she did unfortunately, um, hold the pose too long and had to suffer the consequences of that but good great fast break and great shot <laughs> yeah but Ballsy. all of those all that training stuff and the stuff with the coach who was legitimately a hard ass and I, like I, you know the hard ass coach is a bit of a trope but it also served what they didn't need for the story which was the coach said it's like when i start ignoring you that's when you got to worry like i'm riding you yeah I, I see something and i need you to i need you to pull it out your ass and you know, there's many different coaching philosophies around the world, and that's for a, di- a, something, a topic for a different podcast. But um, it does, you know, if you if you, it works for some people, and it worked for her and for the la- the lady Trojans. So yeah, it was a, I one of some of my favorite stuff in the movie was that that um, her college career and the the basketball stuff. And again, I said earlier in the pod that like there's not much, you know. There's not much Mighty Duck style basketball scenes where it's you know big, big screaming crowd for it. It's all the grind. No knuckle puck. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's all the grind and the grit of uh, of basketball, and I, I I found that genuineness in the film refreshing. I wasn't uh, wasn't quite expecting. I guess I wasn't again. I wasn't sure what I was expecting from the film, but I, I was expecting more of that Hollywood stuff as far as the basketball goes, and it was actually quite refreshing to see some real grittiness to it um with a lot of those because they those those charges that they're taking and some of the bumping and the shirt grab because they really she directed it really well the bumping yeah. and shirt grabbing they really got in there and showed that stuff and um and the and the exasperation on the faces of the of, of, of um monica as she's copping that copping that treatment was um it was really uh something that's maybe just us sports fans pick up on i don't know if someone that's not a basketball fan that enjoys this film notices that stuff as much as i would but like um and that's fine too like you know if you love the film for different reasons um but as a basketball fan i really enjoyed seeing that it's not really about basketball yeah. is what it is what the film, yeah yeah so. but as a basketball that's what helps round out a film like this is if you are a basketball fan and you're watching it and you see those little bits it's like yeah they've really thought of they've really thought about it, even if it's not you know overall part of the main story is that we see this grit and shirt pulling it shows it just subconsciously shows the the grind that uh, monica's going through to get to the because she's getting just fucking i can imagine if she was just battered and bruised every night after training because they, they yeah they were they were they were balling and, and bouncing off each other and weren't giving weren't giving a fuck about each other and in, uh, in the sense of um you know taking it easy on him in training and they're pushing the best out of each other and that's what helped monica get to be a, a european champion um barcelona yeah uh yeah i think the high school (laughs) basketball 
So Go ahead. The first thing I thought of when I saw Barcelona on the screen was like, because we just did Book Smart, was the guy going, oh, yeah, because I spent the summer in Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. Yeah. Um, yeah, the basketball uh, scenes in high school when the, when it's from her perspective and you're going yeah, through her thought yeah. process is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's just like that was cutting edge back then. And it's I think that like inspired a lot of future the way a lot of future uh, films were shot that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is before a lot of movies you forget. Like, I mean, 2000s a long time ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, that's what we, we think about 2000 is like, you know, it's, it's in our lifetime. So, to, but we know we're suddenly in 2020 and there's been a lot of years and a lot of advances in both filmmaking, uh, directorial styles and and as well as just our general attitudes towards uh certain you know gender issues and whatnot like you know obviously 2000 um uh yeah like this movie ends with a wnba starting like you know that's what you'd be feeling mm. wnba has been around for a while and we've got a lot of female stars that have um you know as an australian lauren jackson's been a big part of our history as as um basketball fans because she was such a shining light for both our um, australian national team as well as just being an Australian kicking ass in, in the main, you know, the best women's competition in the world. Um, you know, so when you think about the fact that the WNBA only started as like late 90s, I, I can't remember exactly, I can't remember the exact year at the moment. I'm going to look it up. but um, 97. Yeah. So, 97, 98 season. So, yeah, like, and that's another thing, I guess, about this film that we haven't, like, you know, that's the other thing that, she was she was saying she wanted to be the first female in the NBA like as a childhood dream because she, that was literally like what else was she getting there wasn't the WNBA as this as Monica was her character was growing up like that's you know now young girls get to grow up and think and dream about playing in the premier competition along you know as as a, and play with fans and and players as an NBA star you know it's got the W in front of the name but there is still an NBA star and like that's something they can dream of. Whereas like her character's grown up not knowing like, you know, the main, the main source of income, uh, you know, and, and shown in part of this film was to go overseas and, and completely detach yourself from, um, your home life just to earn some money playing basketball. And that's a hard, and you know, they show it in the film and that's a hard decision to make because you're losing, you know, you're going over there for the love of the game, but you're, you're, um, you know, leaving everything that you know behind, and culturally, it's all different. Um, Spain, Spain is um, very culturally different to the US. Um, it's beautiful over there, but um, yeah, it's just different, and that's what they've got to. That's the sacrifice you got to make. So it's yeah, that's another thing that was underrated about. And then again, why I was bringing up about um, the journeys they were both on, and uh, Quincy not understanding is that she was having to fight for a dream that may not even happen in the same country. Like that's that's unreal that she's got you know that love of the game she's got is pushing her to, to fight harder than harder than he was because again and that's hard when he, he given everything you don't actually be given the chance to learn how to fight because you need to but you know she was fighting for something that she wasn't even sure she was going to really be able to achieve so and that's a that's an un- incredible sacrifice when you think about it yeah and they, i mean they show him and he's like not even playing that well at sc like i guess i mean that's after his father's stuff but yeah it's like yeah it's yeah, but he also says he's going because he says like he could be a lottery pick. Yeah, and it's like, well, you're not even like you're like that's yeah. So it's like he didn't even really have to try that hard at SC to like achieve his dream, whereas yeah. she had to grind the entire way, and then her dream wasn't even like 
back then wasn't even as like she couldn't even play in the yeah like you said couldn't even play in the same country even though she reached the pinnacle of what she was trying to achieve she mm-hmm. still wasn't pe- going to be recognized in America wh- whereas he didn't even really have to try out that hard not saying that he wasn't good or that he didn't but it's like her work ethic was way more than his yeah. obviously and um and she still finished like he played for the Lakers like <laughs> so, like <laughs> I think, yeah, so he didn't, he just didn't have to work near as hard and he got more respect and more chances than she, than she did overall. Because they said like, they even say like, oh, he's bounced around the league since he was like that high lottery or he was that lottery pick and I think that would have been the 90 season or whatever. So I don't know. He's a bench, bench player for the Lakers. Not a bad place, not a bad place to be if you're gonna just be a bench player, but um, especially in yeah, just don't blow out your knee when you're dunking <laughs> up up like fifty or whatever. Yeah, I guess we can end the first half of this pod talking about that. That made me cringe. They got the sound on that, right? I don't know if uh, how your sound was, but I was watching with my on the my TV out in the lounge with my surround sound. I kind of looked away because I saw. I was like, "Why would they be showing this if yeah. it, something bad is happen?" So I kind of looked away. But yeah, yeah the vision... sounds like my knees in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> get that bio freeze on there we are not spon- oh it's on right now they are freezing cold <laughs> not a sponsor by the way just um what she's using to make sure no i'll it. sponsor them just let me let me have some <laughs> oh, we're, gonna bio. Sp- we're gonna sponsor them <laughs> <laughs> it works it works i can't imagine the magic spray that like the premier league guy, the soccer guys have yeah, there's got to be some. Because biofreeze worked enough. I can't imagine that that spray. I don't just spray there's, my body with it. There's cocaine in that spray or something. I don't know. Just... I think so. It's whiter than biofreeze, <laughs> so maybe because <laughs> uh, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. They just like fucking do an ACL and just jump up. No. Um. Unfortunately, Quincy's character did do his ACL. Um. Which, uh, first of all, yeah, I was just mentioning it that. That crunch and then the vision, um, very well done. I'm not kidding about my knees. It sounds like breaking a Nature's Valley granola bar up when I wake up <laughs> and get out of bed. It's like, I don't know what's going on with them. I would love to get like, like a, what do they call that? Orthoscope or whatever? Arthro- arthroscopy? Yeah, arthroscopic yeah. into my knees. Yeah. What's going on in there? <laughs> what you got going on there knees-wise? <laughs> I think I I can't even say that joke because it would be pretty offensive in 2020. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I had, a, I had enough. Can, if you've seen that Ted Lasso clip, you can imagine where I was going with the joke. But <laughs> these knees, I might have got them in some specific section. But <laughs> yeah, not yeah. It's just lasso jokes, which we love, and you should all watch. Well, hashtag lasso jokes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had an arthroscopic clean out on my ankle after I got that reconstructed and yeah, they, they pulled out. That's one of the grossest th- ways to say that. <laughs> it arthroscopic is. clean out? Yeah, well, like, like, they will, like, get in there and they clean out all the scar tissue. They just ugh. suck it out, I guess, because there was, like, so I've got the scar on the side of my ankle from where they did the actual reconstruction. There's these two little, like, it's like I got bitten by a snake on the front of my ankle because there's two, yeah. two little dots where they just got in there and cleaned out some of the shit, so. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, fucking tennis. Um, yeah, but <laughs> poor Quincy did his ACL, which, you know, um, th- the vision of it and the sound of it was really well done for the film. Like, um, it was very, uh, a couple of quick shots of the knee just hitting the, gr- and just the sound. And man, the thing I thought about when I was watching it was like, an ACL injury in the early 90s is uh, 
it's a career ender. Like, well, they show that on Zeke, Zeke's face in the hospital when she says he did his ACL. Now yeah. it's like, oh, he'll be playing in like eight months, tops. Like, yeah, maybe six. <laughs> but back then, it's yeah, um, yeah. I, and I, it might have ended his career. Yeah, honestly, I mean, he, he was because they show him at that Sparks game, and like that's all that. You know, they don't show him back with the Lakers. They show him like they show him trying to come back. But yeah, the guy that's he doesn't look. He kind of does those quick those cuts as he's running back and forth with the the brace on his knee. And he then does he, not look fast. And he can't, yeah, and he comes to comes to the camera, and his face just looks like you know I might be done here. Um, well, even him playing her at the end of the film, and I know that like I don't know. There's a, there could be a lot to be taken away from that scene. Like, is he trying to let her win? Mm-hmm. You know, like. But he does end up winning, but it's like he can't even like plant on it. Like she dribbles by him and he grabs his knee. It's like, yeah. dude, you can't play in the NBA if that's what's going. On. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then he takes off the brace and it's is somehow better. Like I don't, whatever. It's a great scene, regardless yeah. of that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a, it was like I I was really you know because you you're in the you're watching the movie and you're kind of rooting for these guys by this point and I'm. When I saw him playing for the Lakers and going for that dunk, I was like, oh, fuck, we're going to get a highlight moment. And then he drops and does his knee. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, okay, I see where we're going now. <laughs> like, yeah. Once they showed Zeke in the bar, I was like, this can't end well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever is going on. I don't know. I didn't feel that bad for him. Again, I'm not, I don't stand uh, Q. I don't stand him. I, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I stand him, but I... I I what, what the movie did with his character was what it, I think was, you know, they needed to do to make the drama work and the the conflict work and because uh if he'd been like i wish he was more likable is the only thing yeah but then do you get the drama because if he was more likable then he's probably not going to be the the guy that he was to create the drama in the film and then it's just like written directed by george lucas let's go home like um well i kind of wish like the drama that separated them was not what it was because but they were young. Yeah, they so. were young in college, and he was the big man on camp. Like it's like it's just tale as well. Old. The thing that separated them is her not being there for him, but she fucking was. That's the thing. Yeah, that's and that's a, that's like that's such a young relationship thing as well, isn't it? Is like maybe oh. I'm mad at myself through him. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay, so we're, we're getting into it's um it's the therapy edition of Pints of Popcorn. We're getting into the real issues now. Shay. Well, what else? Yeah, that's what films do. <laughs> yeah um yeah no i i was I, obviously not the big man on campus but <laughs> i don't know there's a lot to be I, she was just there for him the whole yeah. time and maybe no, like I, maybe i, 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 do I that agree i agree on 10 that. years ago yeah i agree we've evolved yeah i agree on that point that she was there for him and he just and he just didn't understand that he she was being there for him um in every way she could, but she, and that his, he also had that, you know, in every moment in a relationship, there's like 60, 40, you know, 70, 30, 30, 20, 80 pull of. It feels much, like 90 that one. Yeah. It and, really and, does. And I that, don't that like moment, it. It should have, he wanted her, he wanted her to be 100. Whereas you should always have. He already has 90. Yeah. Yeah. And you I should, mean, and yeah. there should always be at least like, even if he needs 90 in that specific moment, cause he's having a very bad moment. And it, it was like his family life is falling apart. Um, he still needs to have that ten for her that says, "Hey, yeah, you should. You, yeah, I understand. You've got this thing's hard for you. 
if you don't get back to curfew, your career is fucked. Um, yeah, I, I, I understand. I, you've been here for me for that ninety. I'm giving you that ten. That's what like a relationship should be. And he, he was looking for the hundred that sh- you know you can. That completely. All because he doesn't want to see people. Yeah. I know this is a small part of the movie, but it really bugged me. Oh, it's, it's, it's a very, really... it's a very, very important part of the movie. So yeah, yeah. No, it is, yeah. and it it bugs you because yeah, you do you don't like it, but it also is very real. Um, it's something that I'm sure there's plenty of relationships out there that have. They've had that moment where that you just you yeah, and you need to learn to understand each other in a sense. And um, it was it was very important, I think, for the film, and and very real as well. Which is why I don't I, I as much as I hate the fact that Quincy doesn't fucking get it. It's like it's it's very good for the film because it is uh, it it isn't made up. It it happens. So yeah. Yeah, I also just, like, might not relate to, like, his pain as much as, like, since my parents, like, I don't remember my parents ever being together, so yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah oh, your family's falling apart, you're gonna be in the NBA, who gives a shit, you'll yeah. be fine, but he's also, like, losing a father, basically, because he's, like, so disappointed in his dad, so there is a lot to it, but, yeah. like, that doesn't mean, like, you can be a selfish prick. No, it doesn't, but that's just... Unfortunately, how people react is often that way. Um, yeah, that's a human nature thing, which again is like some of respect. Like get hammered, but then don't try to bang your girlfriend in the middle of a frat party, and then also hit on another girl. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Yeah, self-destructive. But most eighteen-year-olds are. So. Yeah. Um, well, I've hit about the halfway point, so um, we'll get back with some other things about the film and our, our thoughts, and I think um, a few few nitpicks which are not you know outright criticisms i will ke- keep complaining about the relationship because i have more to say about <laughs> it <laughs> and i'll i'll defend where i need to and uh probably agree at some points as well it, it, it is a complicated film so it, it is a good one to talk about in that sense so um we'll be right back with more trains of thought after this wait because you're my girl now you gotta ride on my bike but I want to ride my own bike. My dad always drives my mom. So? So that means I have to ride you. Come on. I don't have to do what you say. Forget you then, stupid. You stupid, and your dad plays for the worst team in the NBA. What? Last time they won, Dr. J was a nurse. Shut up. I don't want to be your boyfriend anymore, you ugly dog. Why don't I be your girlfriend, big head? <laughs> Our second half of the Love and Basketball podcast coming up here. Um, Shay's back. Uh, yeah, we talked a lot about. I mean, we talked a lot about the film in the first half, and I can't think of any exact spot that we didn't really hit. Um, I guess. I mean, before we get into some of it, we can just talk about the end of the film. Um, before we get into some of the like just the facts and um, other things, but we'll talk about first the um, the pl- the playoff game for the for for his heart, and then um, obviously the epilogue of the film as well. Um. It was a really cool. I there was. A, I mean, Monica and her mum had a real um, contentious relationship, which I enjoyed that aspect of the film too. And we, had, I, we hadn't actually touched on that at all yet. But you know, her mum was. Uh, there was that real dynamic of um, the housewife versus and and she kind of. You could tell she was happy enough being a housewife, but there was also the fact that 
early in the film, the husband comes, like, she's like, I'm tired. I got to lie down. The husband comes in and goes, can you iron both these shirts just in case I want to wear the other one? Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, okay. Like, it's like that kind of shit. And it's just like the, you know, and she, Monica says at the end of the film, it's like, I wanted you to stand. I, I don't respect the housewife stuff because you don't stand up for yourself in those moments. Like, I, I, I don't care if you want to be a housewife, but stand up for yourself sometimes. And that's a really, uh, you know, they don't go deep into it, but it's a really interesting aspect of um relationships a, a different style of relationship is that some you do unfortunately see that kind of thing where even look it's a happy marriage and that's fine like i assume that they seem the dad seems very supportive of and and but maybe he's just not conscious of the pressure on the subconscious pressure he's putting on the wife because she just does it um and that's that's something that happens in relationships as well um but you know and they have that contentious relationship because she wants she doesn't respect the basketball stuff either the mother and um and uh, and just sees it as a phase for the entire film, really, it seems. Um, and so, but she does say, hey, like, you, Quincy can do better, and by better, I mean you. Like, I know that, like, even if we have our differences, I see you as a as a beautiful woman still, and you, you have worth, and I believe in your worth to be good enough for Quincy. So it's kind of cool to see that, a very powerful scene between the two of them too where they, they argue and fight and there's a slap and you know that yeah that's of. a tough one and it's late in the film yeah. it's like whoa this is I don't know and I mean, it's building the entire film yeah but it's there it's like, when, like she, when she just says I'm a lesbian mom like just a fucking needle uh, at her. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know that's and that's the kind of shit you do to parents sometimes is just to, to get a bite and, and when they're not seeing you the way you want them to see you like because they're you know she's she wants a mom just to support her and um she like well, half, I think she's that age too. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like it's more on the parent to understand your child than the child to understand the parent. Like, obviously, we all go through the phase of like trying to understand our parents, but mm. like for like, I think it's more on the parent. And she never really did that. Like, especially something that's not shown is she probably like heaped all that. Like, like her sister seemed like the type of woman that she wanted to raise. Yeah, you know, yeah. like your looks and into like that kind of thing. And into having a family and stuff like that. And it's like, she didn't even try to understand why um, why her other daughter was the way she was. Yeah. Not that there, like, not that there needs to be a reason. She just likes sports, obviously. Yeah. yeah, she's... So it's on the mom, and I don't blame her for blowing up on her mom like that. Oh, neither, neither she do I. Does, she is always just, like, needling her about it. Mm-hmm. She tells her to, like... Even her dad says, like, maybe it's time to, like, stop this basketball thing. Mm. It's like, she ends up at SC and be, like, is the best player in Europe. Like, yeah. good call, parents. Yeah. I mean, I guess he was just saying, he was just like, we still haven't had an offer yet, so um, just think about it. But he was, yeah, I, I still, I think he was, and he was always at the games at SC, and um, yeah, I'm sure he would have been at the ones in Europe if he could fly over there. And, uh, but... You know, he was always supportive, but she, yeah, he, she said, like, Mom, you're only ever at, like, two of my games. I played, like, a thousand, and you were at two. Like, you know, that's... They that's, showed both the games, because her mom's, they show her mom, yeah. like, multiple times at her game, so that's a weird, yeah. Oh, see, she was probably I, I, being I, hyperbolic, but... I only remember her being at, like, I don't even remember seeing her at a game once myself, so, yeah, I, yeah, yeah but the dad's at a lot, but yeah, it's, um... She's always sitting next to the dad, like, looking forward and like not looking at the action yeah because when she gets that technical her mom starts yelling at her that's from the right stands. yeah she's just like yeah can't like and she's doing the same thing she's berating her like 
like and the dad's going like no she's she she'll be fine and she's just like no you can't yeah. act like that it's just like it's fucking basketball woman like, it's sports yeah. yeah it's like like you got to understand but that, that shows what the mindset was in the 80s yeah like yeah and it was yeah. like and there's the fact that like she still thought that women shouldn't be doing this like it was a weird thing that she was doing and that she shouldn't be showing herself out like that like you got to be you know you've got to be cold and stand up straight and all that stuff and it's you can't show passion and it's like no that's you can do that you can be yeah a woman and this do is that. like the fictional story of like that woman of troy documentary women mm. of troy um yeah. like cheryl miller's documentary which kind of shows to watch that one, but oh it's I, amazing I've heard some great things it's from, amazing yeah you both like this movie it. could be about cheryl miller yeah because like there wasn't any wmba and she's probably the best female basketball player of all yeah all I think, time and she didn't get a play in the pros. Yeah, I think Cheryl Miller. Uh, there's a uh, one of the articles I read last night about this film. Um, she was quoted in the article. Might have been the Ringer one. I'm not exactly sure. I, I yeah. But either way, yeah. there's a New York Times one as well. That might have been that one then. Um, but yeah, it's um that dynamic. It, it's it's again another point to the what we were talking about in the first half of the podcast about how tough it is uh, for women to come up in sports like this you know and it's not just it's not just basketball it's um you know i've seen women's soccer is like yeah um you know the the shining light of american soccer at the moment is still like fights hard to get above them the the absolute trash man like you know you have a couple of you have christian pulisic score a couple of mean meaningless goals in in the premier league <laughs> in a 5-3 loss to liverpool and and that's 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 all anyone can talk about for a few days when the the women fucking have won a couple of world cups in a row and still don't get that much play you know it's it's um yeah it's and, and not BSL supporting their players like it should yeah i've heard some horror stories about that but uh yeah it's just not like when that's like the oh, next yeah, there's step a, is it the utah is it the utah royals that are going through the the um the owner that wants the pretty players and the on the billboards and stuff like that like there's been some stuff the one i was talking about was with north carolina and them like not having hot water in their yeah like their dressing rooms and um and worse stuff get get ted lasso on that you need to watch the show so you understand what i mean by that i did yeah i do i yeah we'll talk off air about that um i'll watch it yeah uh yeah it's um it again it just there's so much, so much that women have to fight through, and and right down to your own family, as as shown in the movie. But it is really, I think it is really powerful that the mum does still say, you know, despite all this, um, I, you, you are, um, you know, I see, I see you as a strong woman that is deserving at, of Quincy as well. So it's like, um, you know, she sends her, she kind of gives her that impetus to go out and fight for because I, you know. That's kind of you know uh, from a writing and movie making point of view. That's exactly what that scene is serving is saying. Hey, this is like giving you the put it planting that seed in your mind to go out and fight for Quincy. So, um, and then we go to the one on one basketball at what one a.m. in the morning or whatever it is. Which fuck the neighbors would love that. Just hearing that bounce a bouncing ball on the street in at in the quiet of night is uh, very loud. <laughs> yeah. And them like grunting, yeah, <laughs> or, like trash talking because he has a hurt knee. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and then they're like romantic sayings back and forth. Yeah. So yeah, probably annoying in that nice, super nice neighborhood. <laughs> also, just like super tropey that their windows face each other, and that like 
Oh, that's I love going that. back that, to that's like a straight up. That's a movie thing that I like. You know, some some movies. I I'm sorry, I cut in on you, but I suspect, I'm fine with it. It's Shakespearean. Yeah, that's of, that's so. what it is. It's like it's a it's a dra- dramatic storytelling trope that for some, like depending what movie you go into, you, you're either looking for super realism or you're okay with it. and that's that's this is one of those movies that kind of about like has that romantic trope that you you look for those things that that make you think oh that would be nice and sweet and and like if, if you could ever experience it kind of thing well like back in high school you kind of like live in a world where you're like you don't understand what the world really is you're like you're like influenced by tv shows and movies and stuff and you think that's what the real world is because you're not a part of it so like you forget that as you get older, so you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is so corny. But, like, when you are that age, it is, like, you kind of, like, want your life to be, like, a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, because it helps helps you deal with the impending doom of your actual future. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or you think, or you expect that's what it's supposed to be. Like, you expect, like, you don't know that, like, you know, rom-coms aren't real. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're that age, you don't have any context that, that you think that's how adults, like, that's what love is. Yeah. Again, my parents were divorced from a young age, so I did not see love <laughs> presented to me in a real form. <laughs> but uh, so maybe that's where I'm coming from on it. But yeah, it was very and the, just the fact that they're both at home, <laughs> like when they're like 24 or 25, and they both happen to be in their old rooms, and she can just go over and knock on his window. Yeah, I mean, but it plays out well. Yeah, I mean, and they kind of, they, he kind of said, you know, like, you know, Kira's out for a couple of days, so I thought I'd come and spend some time with mom, and 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 the fact that Monica's home, because she's just got back, she's just starting her job with her dad's bank, so it's kind of like, it actually, without thro- forcing it down your throat, it's like a very natural reason for them to both be home, you know, so, because, you know, because that's the yeah. thing, like, Monica, although she would have earned some money from her career, it wasn't like she's earning money to to be able to buy it, her own big house or whatever. So she would have had to live at home. Especially in LA. That's yeah. when the markets are going up. Yeah. So she would have had, to, <laughs> she would have had to live with the parents coming back from Europe yeah. to, to start a new career. So that's realistic and they're living in a nice house. So you would, you would take that advantage if you, if you could live with your parents and get on your feet and, and Quincy coming back to stay with his mom for a couple of days. Cause he's, you know, he cares for her and she's, he, he understands the pain that she's been through through life now and needs some, you know, family love. And obviously, obviously remarried as we saw briefly. Um, but, um, yeah, that's a very realistic thing to do. So it's kind of like they very, did it very well that they somehow ended up back in the same, you know, facing each other from the same two windows after all these years, it seemed very natural, yeah. which was, um, you know, sometimes hard to do, but, uh, yeah, then they played each other and, I, I, what if she does win the game? It wouldn't be as more. I, I was like, I, the whole time I'm hoping that she's, you know, she's going to win the game. And then, you know, it, then, then he goes, I wouldn't. Well, he basically spots her three points. Yeah. He can't move. <laughs> he can't move yeah. <laughs> but he comes back and then she misses like a, misses a relatively easy lane, I think. Um, but, yeah. you know, they're not, they're, as we've seen in, in the NBA playoffs, they're not easy for anyone. So, um, yeah. yeah. Watch Ask that. Yusuf Nurkic. I was just literally who I was thinking about. <laughs> just, just replaying the nightmare in my mind of the, all those, all those simple little lands that just rolled off the rim. Um, but she, she missed that one, and then he wins the game. Um, 
I was the whole time I was watching it for because this is obviously the first time I watched it. I was thinking, oh, she, I hope she wins. I hope she like because you just in your mind you're just rooting for the the outcome you want and I'm like hope she wins. Hope she wins. obviously and I hope she wins. And then he says something like, I would it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I was gonna like you know win a lot. Well, that's basically what happens. It is what happens. It's just the other way. Like and he said then. Yeah, he turned the trope. Yeah, so it was like it was actually not that more, that's a trope, and that's why turn what you expected, and that's why she's written a film that's um, a major Hollywood film, and I I have not because she turned that trope and made it even more powerful because he goes double or nothing, and there's a they kind of like, and this is what we haven't really talked about their their friendship, the two characters' friendship that they've had throughout the years as well is really cool. Like you know, and obviously, yes, I want to talk. I have a point to make about that, but finish. Yeah, well, I was just saying, like, like he, she, he says double or nothing, and she kind of does that little laugh and smirk, like, like, she's, like, acknowledging, like, this guy that she's known all, like, they've got that, int- that, that innate connection that, um, she knows exactly what he means by that, and they, they kiss and hug, and it's a really genuine, um, they were dating at the time, by the way, which the director didn't know when they first cast them, and she's like, I was glad I didn't know, because I, I would have, I maybe not would have cast him. <laughs> So they, yeah. were, they were secretly dating when they started filming, and then she found out through filming. I somewhere. can see that. But they then she they have, could, they have like, good chemistry. Well, the director said often married couples and and couples that are together actually don't bring the chemistry to screen. But she said the chemistry was and the chemistry was great. I thought it was a really fun. Like that's probably yeah, what elevates this. because you've like been together so long. But like if you're young and dating and like you're like passion, like yeah. you know, like when you're still in that early stage of dating, like yeah. I can see that translating to screen. Yeah. Or maybe they're both just really good actors, and that, yeah, I mean that could be the bottom line too. Yeah, and that's, I think that's what elevates this film up a bit is the fact that those they, they their performances were really good. I thought Sonal Lathan was like amazing as Monica, and like Omar Epps is obviously a pretty accomplished actor in his own right. He, um, you know, I yeah, great in sports movies. Honestly, he's up probably on the sports movie hall of fame. Yeah, he's in the he, program. He's in Major League Two, right? Yeah, he took over Willie Mays Hayes in yeah. that in Love and Basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm missing something, but he's, those are three of the most famous sports yeah, movies. I'll have a quick look while we're chatting to see if. Um, but um, yeah, their their connection, the two um, leads, it kind of, it, and the the surrounding cast was really good as well. Um, <laughs> Gabrielle Union latching onto a, a young player, and then um, now ending up with Dwayne Wade is like some for sure. Yeah. Um, and that, like, I love, I love Gab and Dwayne Wade as a couple. Like, they're very, they're very um, forward-thinking, obviously, with their family. So it's they're cool. But it was just interesting, yeah. interesting seeing that that she, you know, it's a funny how life and life and art kind of go hand in hand sometimes. Classic Nebraskan. Um, <laughs> I wish there would have been a scene in between when they were eleven and eighteen. It could have been short. Because they do spend a lot of time when they're eight or seventeen, whatever, whatever, yeah. whenever their senior year of high school is, um, like that shows her like being obsessed with basketball and him like, like being into girls mm-hmm. and like, and like kind of building on the fact that like, oh, she's really into him. She doesn't know how to show it because she loves basketball so much. He's into basketball, but he's also really into all these girls and all this attention he's getting. I wish they would have showed like that progress a little bit more from when they were just 11 to 18 because like yeah Yeah, i guess that scene was like that second quarter was a little quicker than the third and fourth i guess yeah that's like and it just starts up from them like kissing when they're 11 and her calling him big head in wrestling to like now he's like big man on campus like you said and she's Mm -hmm. just like this jock who can't get any offers and is like secretly obsessed with him but they do nothing to show like 
like how that that kind of relationship of her being into him and him not really knowing it or being like oblivious to it they don't they didn't show how that evolved but that's picking it's it's not that big of a deal but yeah i would have liked to like just like because i thought that's what was going to happen is like show them a little bit throughout. yeah just a little bit more of the high school years like even if it's five minutes somehow if it's a bit, you know like obviously yeah like even take out the scene like where she comes over with the bandage on and the cake like you take that out and put in a scene when they're like you know in puberty or whatever yeah yeah yeah, no, that's fair. Um, Omar Epps was in Higher Learning as well, so nice. Yeah, yeah. that's another. He played a track star in that one. So, um, Omar Epps had a sneaky, sneaky good career. Yeah, especially that night, that nineties run into into Love and Basketball in two thousand, and then obviously he was like on House for like fucking eight years as well as one of the main cast of that. Yeah. Movie, so you know, and that was a so it was a different. That was a groundbreaking show at the time as far as how it um doing something different. So, yeah. Not a bad career for Omar. It's still, I assume it's still going. I yeah, the actress in it did not do a ton. I feel like. Oh, she's uh, she's been in a fair bit. Omar Epps also got stabbed in the ear in Scream Two, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! No, I'm kidding. It's yeah, the, the statute of limitations in Scream Two um, deaths is long over, so. Uh, she was in. I I only watched Aliens vs Predator like last week with Andrea. She was in that. Um, she's had. Yeah, I'm looking her up now. She's she was the voice. She was the voice of uh, uh Donna Tubbs on fam- the Cl- Family Guy on the Cleveland Show. Still, um, interesting. Uh, that's now, a good gig. Now, now you see me too. Only a few years ago, Contag- Contagion. She was good in. Our, like I watched that recently for obvious reasons. Not like a lot of movies, but she's regularly working and doing and in some big projects. So, yeah, Twilight Zone. Yeah, she was really good in this. Yeah, and um, one part that I did think was super realistic that I did think was super realistic was like mm-hmm. when he says like after that breakup, like I tried to call you a couple times, and she like kind of funnily makes up that story about the machine not working. Like, that was one of the most realistic things. Like, if you run into an ex and you talk about shit like that, she's like, oh, yeah, I tried to call you. And you're just like, oh, well, yeah, must not have got it. Didn't get the message, you know? Like, and and especially like... It's like, yeah, that's what you deserve, Q. Yeah, these days, yeah, and that's that's it. Like, they hadn't seen each other for five years, and he he did that. And I think think in that moment, he kind of gets it. Like, he's saying, yeah, I tried to call. And, you know, I love that it's, I tried to call. And another sign to how their friendship how close they were and how much they knew each other was when he's like, yeah, and then I tried to call you and magic retired. Like, <laughs> 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 like he knows that, that she's going to be upset by that. And he's like, I'm going to be, you know, I tried to call you for that. Like, that's a, that's something that only close, you know, you know, we, like we'll all be calling each other when Dame retires, you know, like <laughs> I won't, I will be laying on my floor crying. And I'll be trying to call you, and you'll be like, oh, the machine. You'll be like, not now. <laughs> Let me process this. Um, but yeah, it's like, it was really, the, yeah, I think in that moment, he knows, like, when when she's like, yeah, the machine, and he's kind of like, he's like, yeah, I try it, but, like, he probably knows, like, he knows that she's, like, possibly fluffing it, and I'm um, just saying it, but he knows, he knows he kind of, like, deserved it, so he doesn't push it. He's just like, you know, it's really good to see you come here, and. And when he says, you know, I really appreciate you coming to see me, like you can, and again, just those subtle acting, acting things. It's just like he, you know, you, but you, you really believe those lines that they're saying to each other in that moment when they've seen each other for the first time in those years, and it's really cool. So, yeah, again, a great performance, elevated. You know, it's a movie that could be very, very melodramatic if it was done 
the right wrong tonal way and and with the wrong performances but the performances were so grounded and real in a film that was that made that made the film so much better for it um obviously very i i think it's well written and directed but the obviously performances are a key part of it too so um and Sonar Lathan was like it was a really cool um i i i said to you that i had some stuff like cuz i you, you were still going to watch it today so i said i wouldn't t- say too much but basically cuz Spike Lee's production company came in on it and they kind of had the experience of He Got Game with Ray Allen and whatnot under their belts. Um, they actually originally were going to go with uh, trying to find someone that was a, a, a college player, I think, actually, was what they were looking for because it was hard to find um, actual professional women basketball players, you know, in the same sense of Ray Allen. But... Um, they uh they had someone I'm trying I'm just looking through this article now because I had it just before but I was scrolling. Um, they had someone uh, Nisha Butler who she just she uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, she graduated from Bronx, the Bronx Riverdale Country School. She like had career. She held the career scoring record in both boy, girls and boys division, tallying more than three thousand points. She just finished her freshman season at Georgia Tech. Um, she was the Yellow Jackets' leading scorer and the ACC Rookie of the Year. Um, and she said she wanted to play the role, but she was considered for the lead role, but that pursuing it would threaten her NCAA, NCAA eligibility. Um, uh, she wouldn't have been, she wouldn't have been able to pay for the be paid to work or participate in any of the films promotions. And she said it was she said it was heartbreaking. So NCAA shit again because she why why should the NCAA be like if she gets offered a movie role like that like but. Again, Sanaa Lathan, like, because Sanaa, like, she had never played basketball, so she had to train hard. And um, she said she actually had a similar feeling to what her character had with the coach because she wasn't sure for a while whether Gina really wanted her for the role. She felt like she'd just fallen into it. Yeah. She couldn't get anyone else. Um, and she, she said, like, obviously now it's all worked out. And Gina says she wouldn't want anyone else um, for the role now. But at the time, they, were, they went through a bunch, hundreds of people trying to find someone that was a genuine baller for it. And they finally, like, Sonar Lathan just did the work and made it made it look... She looked... I you know, I wouldn't have believed that she hadn't touched the basketball before the film. So, Yeah, uh, definitely not. But it's one of those things that we love about movies like this is, like, all these stories behind the create making of it. Because you see the finished film and think, oh, yeah, it's all good. But the man, some work went into that by, uh, you know, having to do all these additions and... And obviously, Sonar Lathan doing the work to to put on the performance that she did because she she handles that ball pretty damn well. Yeah, I mean, they show her in the gym doing that dribbling drill, yeah, which is super yeah. hard. The Steph Curry stuff, yeah, like, that could have been her literally practicing for the film. Yeah. So, I'm sure she was doing that. Like that's the kind of stuff that she would have had to do. She was like working six days of training, six days a week, I think, for it. So she does the behind the back dribble a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, and she's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a she's a guard. She has to be able to handle the ball. So like, it was a real you know, it was a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a really good, uh, a great performance and um, really interesting. But yeah, it's um, apparently Nisha Butler says it's still a favorite film, but she's always and she doesn't have any. It's nothing against like the film for her. She's just like it just sucks that for her like her decision had to come down to the fact that the NCAA wouldn't let her. She would have had to do it for free, and then there would have been that still would have been like a controversy, I'm sure, over like how if she was going to get anything in the future from it, or and it's just it's uh, yeah, interesting how how the world works in the the NCAA and stuff like that. But you know, because Ray Allen got yeah, I mean, Ray Allen's NBA career went all right too. It's like Ray Allen 
Yeah, he was already in the NBA though. When yeah, he, did that, he was. It? He would have been. A, I think he was. A, I think he signed up for it like right after. Like it was very much right up. I've. I remember reading up on He Got Game years ago when I first watched it because I was like, I need to know how Ray Allen ended up in this movie. Um, also, um, famously, Nate's Nate's uh, yeah fantasy basketball name, Jesus Shuttleworth. Jesus Shuttleworth, Shuttlesworth. Yeah. yeah, I now hate that name because it's Nate's team. But, uh... <laughs> hey, he didn't win this year, at least. So none of us won, really. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I think I, I'm still gonna send something to Chad because I feel like he needs it. Um, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, if it, it's because it's Chad, and it, I, I'm like, yeah, that's like that's like the people's winner. I feel like for this year, <laughs> somebody we can all root for. Yeah. Um, while I, I'm just racking my brain for anything else, I particularly I had to bring up. But uh, did you have any questions about the film? Uh, not. I mean, I know sometimes you have questions. That all my critiques. Yeah, which it, you know wasn't as much as I thought thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure. I when you started, you know, started off saying, you know, I have some thoughts, and I was just like, I want, yeah, but um, yeah, it's not like it's not the, it's not a perfect film, but I think it, it's really it's really. I need to get that new soundboard that I want to get for the podcast, so I have the klaxons ready. But like, it's brave filmmaking—that's what it was for me. It was like, yeah, especially for a, a, a woman. And this is what we're celebrating with this August month that has turned into September for this one. But um, you know, it's it's she had to fight for. The, I said already, she had to fight for this one and get it to get it made. And um, and respect to Spike Lee's company for coming on board. Like he's um, been at the forefront of getting um, provocative. You know, thought thought invoking films on the screen because this one does. You know, for me, I was thinking about it a lot last night after I watched it, and as we've talked about on the podcast about how hard it is for women to succeed in the exact same field as a man just because they're a woman and they don't get the same you know investment into their sports sport, whether it's sports or the creative arts or whether it's just the business yeah. world as well. It's a, a, the entire world is consistently stacked against women, and and so for a film like this to come out and 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 talk about a lot of those issues, but also be a romantic film like you th- those things don't have to be mutually mutually exclusive you can what the film showed was she could ha- she could have the relationship she wanted while being at, at the pinnacle of of her career because you, you see a lot of a lot of films kind of i think she found it out but well she was playing in the, i didn't like she when playing. she said she like is over basketball because she doesn't have him that was you know? yeah that was yeah they that it but then I think there was part like if she'd been playing in America, it might have been different. She might. I think she fell out of love of basketball. Like she was playing overseas. That's tough. Like yeah, and she and, she, and I, I think she yeah. That is a romantic trait. That is one thing that I had a. It's not nitpick because I'm like it's a movie, so you know that's a ro- that's the romance side of it. Um, it did kind of go against what I'm saying as well, though. So you are you are correct in that. But yeah, she she if you read it the just you know at that face value it's just like she can't have basketball without having him and it's like that's not what she actually is but i think it was more she was like we drive like we understand each other so much that you drive something in me that is you know and then and we all have people in our lives that help us out and you know i we could all be i just you know sometimes we'd, we'd like having those but you know that's part of being a human is having people yeah to um you know be not be your cheerleader but just as an equal 
be you know be your support network and stuff like that and so and that it does help drive you sometimes and they, and they they were driven they drove each other throughout the film so it does not come across exactly right though you are correct i think that um i do think they yeah. finally become equals in the film but yes yes yeah. like, so, but I, it's just at the end it's like two hours of her like just be like i'm a ball i'm a ball i'm a baller like sometimes ball. yeah i do i do like that the film ends with um I think this is a very subtle, subtle thing as well. That her, her um, last name is McCall, right? Like the hyphenated name. I think that's a power move as yeah. well. Um, but right, know. McCall, of course. But yes, yeah. yeah sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I just went. Her out name's there. first, and that's how. It, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that he's sitting on the sidelines, very, and he, that's where you said like they're equals because he's, you know. He knows that her career is the one that's gonna actually got something going, and and he's sitting on the sidelines, happy, and with the baby saying, "Wave to mommy." Like, I love that. Like, that's just a that's yeah. Just, Again, like, that's like huge for twenty twenty. Uh, almost said twenty twenty. Gee, that I've been saying it would be it would so be much. huge now. Still, I think like if a film yeah. like this came out. Well, now, I think this. Yeah, but I think well, this obvi- would obviously be different now. Yeah, but because people would expect more, the people would expect it to be more female uh, driven. Now, I yeah. think I think we have come a long way in twenty years, but yeah, and that's what makes it so back powerful. then it was like, yeah, yeah, it makes it so powerful that it was made twenty years ago in this way because you didn't see a lot of films like this, um and we still don't see enough, but um especially like you know we were talking about you know book smart made only a year ago broke so many molds for that kind of movie for females, and we're talking and that was only made a year ago, so you know bridesmaids. Yeah, Bridesmaids set it off. Yeah, well, like, that's like five years ago now, maybe. So we're talking about a movie that was fifteen years before. Longer than that, I think that was like twenty twelve. Okay, yeah, but still, like, there's twelve years after this one. Um, you know, it's just like it's taken. It takes us so long to get to a point of, you know, having these kind of movies that can be that are incredibly funny and witty, or um, or hit some points about, you know, the f- females working in basketball as this film does, and yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, really powerful. I was I was glad that we did one that was um and thank you Andrea again for suggesting one that Shout was, out. Yeah. So my madre. <laughs> she'll be happy cuz she um cuz she's been waiting for this one for a little bit. One, she suggested it like a month and a half ago when and I said, "Oh, we've already got the first couple set, so we'll do it after." And then we got that delay. So. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine being like an athlete a female athlete from LA like she is. Like this movie would be like the most powerful thing. Yeah, I mean, I Andrea is like a, a big Sparks Especially fan. in 2000. Like she yeah. would have been a pup. Yeah, and she's a big Sparks fan now, so, you know, she's loves the film, and um, and Andrea is... Needs to get a right McCall jersey. Yeah, <laughs> number 32. Those old, school, those old school puffy jerseys that they were wearing. Yeah, <laughs> that old school Sparks logo on the court was fucking awesome as well. That was cool seeing, yeah, that was cool seeing the forum all lit up at the end of the movie, too, like a little... Yeah, it reminded me of how much of a shithole the forum is. But <laughs> <laughs> but I hear it's like one of the premier music venues, but it's just yeah. so ugly with the lights on. It's like all those orange seats. It's like, God, this thing's ugly inside. <laughs> Maybe it's just staples like just look so much nicer because they turn the lights off around the court and mm-hmm. just like, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I've never I like I've never been to the forum. Um so I'd, I'd like I definitely to. haven't either. Yeah, I don't even know how you get there now unless there's a concert. Yeah, I'm been to Staples a few times, but yeah, the forums. It's an iconic building because we all know what it looks like. Yeah. Um, so it was just cool at the end of the film to see that, and 
So yeah, being called onto the court for the Sparks, and and you know it's um and it and it that's ending the movie with a piece of history because the WNBA starting is just such a huge moment and and a positive moment in women's sports, and it continues to be that like, the WNBA is really really like great to watch and a great league and needs more support. So um yeah yeah, and they hit on that midway through of like what the players used to have to go through when um one of the USC one of her USC teammates is like. She's like, you look disappointed or whatever, and she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm just not excited to go overseas. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm gonna miss this, and then they later show like, like her, just sitting there, like, while the coach yells in Spanish <laughs> about getting her the ball, and she's just sitting there taping up her ankles and has no idea. Like, that was a great scene of showing the disconnect of yeah, what it's probably like for a lot of these players, and I mean, this still goes on. I mean, a lot of you know, not everybody makes a WNBA, and this goes up for male players too. Like, yeah, well, Jim not everybody Jim. makes the NBA, obviously, or the G League. Yeah, you know? wasn't Jim Fredette dropping thirty points a game in China for a while? Like, China, yeah, yeah. So, China. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, I think he still is. Yeah, he might. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with the currently twenty twenty, but yeah, it's um, yeah, he was. Yeah, and that's and that's what happened. And I love how she's just like. That dejected kind of look she has when he's just, when she's like, oh, what, what did he say? And she's like, just just give you the ball. And it's just like, you know, she knows she's. She knows girl. that's not everything he said, though, because he's saying a bunch of stuff. I think he's saying like, this is our year. Yeah. I think he's saying yeah, over was... and over again. Yeah. My Spanish is rusty, but I, I remember that. I think. Like yeah, because he was saying, like, he's saying Anio. Primo Anio or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, and she just knows that like that's not basketball to her because basketball was the team and the and the connect that she had at USC and obviously in uh, probably in uh, high school as well. That's what basketball is to her. Is like it's so much more than just being like. Obviously, she wants to play well and she enjoys being a star, but she doesn't want to be the only. She wants to be a star that's part of a team, which is really cool about yeah. her character as well. Is like basketball is so much more to her than just you know. It's not like. Um, you know, she doesn't want to be the individual, so that was that was cool. And yeah, she wins a championship and goes to dinner with it on the table, and that was a really cool little scene there too. And but you know, that's you know. what Cedric gets. Yeah. <laughs> Don't um, be a dick. Don't leave somebody with a <laughs> when they're bench pressing. With <laughs> yeah, that was cold. That was fucking. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Um, man, cold. And then the other lady doesn't pull it off. She tips she it over. Tips it's like it you could have done that herself. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad she got the starting job and made herself a star there because uh, all those girls needed to fucking respect her. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tomatoes. I got. I got to open it up here somewhere. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, seven. It's got seven point two out of ten on IMDb, which is pretty kind of a standard. IMDb score for a reasonably well-received film. Um, 83% tomatoes, 70% Metacritic, and 94% of Google users like this film. So it's it's a, a all over the place. <laughs> well, you know, it's the Google users, and that is always an interesting one because I've said that's just simply just a thumbs up, thumbs down for uh, people that search the film on Google. So it's like it's a, I guess you could say it's a very well-loved one from the fans. Um, critics are a little bit less on it, and that's that's you know it's one of those films that's gonna get that but um yeah i i 
Well, I'll, I'll let you say your tomatoes one. For, well, where, where is it as a percentage film to you? I give you. I'd give it an eighty okay. overall. Yeah. So B minus. I would give it an A as a sports movie, but like here we break down all types of films, so mm-hmm. I can't be giving like you know. I think I've been harsh on some like classic movies on this, and so I can't <laughs> be giving Love and Basketball a better score than some of the movies we've done when I was like actually like really critiquing them hard mm. it's a good movie and it's really like it stands out it stands yeah. out from when it was as kind of an outlier um back then because a lot of people forget like yeah it might have been the year 2000 but we were not as far along um gender wise i guess as we are now so yeah yeah and you know we just gotten past the thought of that that all our computers were going to die because the the clock changed so we just weren't you know we weren't as smart as we think <laughs> no yeah um yeah i'd probably i'd, I'd sit at a solid b i'd give it an 85 i really enjoyed it um i was yeah very impressed with some of the, the things i had to say um about you know, just the underlying culture things between men and women and um, and life in that world and, and relationships. And there was a lot, it had a lot more to say than I thought it was going to. And, and you know, that's just, that's just me not, not, it's not that I didn't have any respect for the idea going in, I just didn't know what I was in for. So um, I was really pleasantly surprised with that kind of stuff. And um, and obviously just the from the acting performances were top notch uh, for, you know, for who they were, like just the, the, in particular, we already talked about Sanaa Lathan um, coming in with no basketball experience and doing that work to make it make it look genuine. Um, Omar Reps was already well known as in his athletic movies already, but he he put in a great performance. It's also it's, just shredded in this film. Yeah. Looks like a college athlete. Yeah, and then they 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 hit the dramatic notes quite well. Like the they didn't over overact a lot of those moments, which is what you know sometimes these movies can uh, you know be in danger of doing so i really respected that the writing the writing the directing was great and like we said those some of those basketball scenes are really gritty and great like you you you, yeah. brought up, you brought up that first person perspective one that i i loved when i watched it and I completely forgotten about until you brought it up but yeah just just all around like, like disorienting yeah because like, you never see it like i don't play basketball i haven't played basketball forever so you forget what it's like to like be in that point i remember there was like a soccer commercial like a couple world cups ago where you like, you, they like dropped you in like a soccer player's head and you're running around and I hadn't played soccer forever. And I'm like, Whoa, this yeah. is insane. Yeah. It's like, so it's forget, just like, that's always pace. cool. Yeah. 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 Like football, they've done it so much that you're used to it now, but like with basketball or soccer, something that, you know, I guess maybe it's because I've played. Yeah. never mind. I don't need yeah. to get into that. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was a, yeah, there's a lot, a lot more, go- like a lot of just great things in the film that, you know, like I said, it's not completely perfect, but I think for, um, it did break a lot of ground, I think as well. Um, you know, uh, for, you know, diversity in films, both, uh, with women and people of color and, and, and a lot of things like just uh, different ideas that weren't in these kind of films in the, uh, in the nineties and two, early two thousands. So, um, really respect it. Um, glad that Andrea gave us the wreck on that one. So good stuff, wifey. <laughs> mi madre mi madre <laughs> yeah um but yeah that's about all for this one so uh we'll wrap it. I'd, i've got a nice coffee here yeah because you know allergies Kick oh water ass. again so i'll raise my <laughs> pint of iced coffee um to this love and basketball a really 
Another great one that we're glad to do, and one that we hadn't, neither of us had seen before going into it, which is an interesting way to do a podcast. So, um, yeah, gave us a test, and we are and really happy we did it. So, raise my pint of iced coffee to love and basketball, and until uh, next week, Shay, we'll uh, raise some pints of iced coffee. In water. <laughs> Pop some corn and roll some fuel. We'll see you next week. Why don't you go bone Dick Vitale? I'll be good to you, we'll be together, to see each other, walk away with